Of all the questions I'm asked, the one that surfaces over and over again is, how could this have been allowed to happen? There is no simple answer. Rather than spending all that energy and time on wondering and trying to put the pieces together about what did happen, I'm focused on what is happening. In today's environment, this kind of abuse could rarely go on for as long as it did. Given the amount of awareness now present in our schools, we as a community would not allow it to happen. We have come a long way since the early 1970s, and we have all seen too many events in parking lots, shopping malls, and even in our neighbors' homes that are child abuse. Resources for children, adults, parents, and non-parents have been improved over the years, and it's made a difference. A difference that could and has changed many parents and saved many children. That's what this is all about. This book has a particular purpose, to increase our awareness and to heighten the determination of all of us as parents, guardians, families, and responsible adults to seek an understanding of just who we really are and to appreciate what we have as parents. Even the smallest of good and bad actions affect the smallest of us. The value of just one soul is greater than any single thing upon this earth. For there can be nothing greater than raising a child in preparation of that journey back to where he came from. A place where his immortal father lives. A place known as heaven. A place called home. This previous segment is me reading the afterword of A Brother's Journey, Surviving a Childhood of Abuse, a memoir by Richard B. Pelzer. Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of Skydive. I am your host, Skylin Rashar Langstaff, and today we are going to dive into the book called A Brother's Journey by Richard B. Pelzer. For some of you, Pelzer might sound familiar. For those that it doesn't ring a bell to, uh, Pelzer is the last name of an amazing author. His name's Dave Pelzer. He is the author of a book, A Child Called It. Lost Boy, A Man Named Dave, and The Troubled Youth. Now, these four books are incredibly amazing. They're all about um, a man's struggle as a child, as, you know, throughout his years until he grows up and even now with child abuse and living in the foster care system and basically all the struggles he had to overcome to be the man that he is today. Unfortunately, we will not be talking about Dave Peltzer, even though I am obsessed with his stories. Today, we're going to be talking about his little brother, Richard B. Peltzer's story. I'm unsure exactly of when this book came out, um, but I just read it. I finished it maybe a month ago, and it was really hard for me to finish this book. I started reading it in November and emotionally it was too hard for me to read. There was a lot of other aspects that played into that. Like I just moved and so I I was emotional, I guess you could say. So this book didn't help. Um A Brother's Journey is honestly one of the most dramatic stories that I've read in a really long time. 
Now, I can say that because I read, I read Dave Pelzer's books many years ago, and those books impacted me heavily. And as an adult, this is my first time reading a book um, that moved me in this sense. I can say that when I first started the book, I felt angry. There was a lot of anger in me because the book starts off with Richard Pelzer talking about the things he used to do to get Dave in trouble. And for me, it was really hard and it made me sick to my stomach because I've already read Dave, David's version. So for me, it just felt like a kick in the face. After hearing, after hearing, after reading about Dave through a, a child called It, through Lost Boy, through Troubled Youth, and a man named Dave Peltzer, hearing about all of the struggles that he faced and all of the horrible things that happened to him and how he was able to shape the person that he is, it made me really suspicious when I started reading Richard Peltzer's book. It wasn't until I read the afterword, which you heard in the beginning of my podcast, that I became a little more okay with the fact that this book includes all that it includes. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the series, you should definitely read the books. Um, it, it might be hard for you, especially if you have kids. It'll probably make you sick to your stomach to read them because these kids had such a horrible life. Their childhood was filled with abuse, neglect, rejection, starvation, honestly, all of the things that parents everywhere, I'm assuming, pray never happens to their child. And it it just makes you wonder how something like this could happen to kids. And also mentioned in the afterword, it talks about the fact that we've gotten a lot better as a society and the school systems have gotten a lot better with noticing the signs of child abuse. But I don't think we're doing enough. And I think it's sad that even in the 1970s, school officials were unable to notice signs. Reading about what David said, reading about what Richard says about the things that happened to them and how badly they were beaten, there's no way someone that was paying attention wouldn't notice. And there's this line I used to make fun of because my old job used to say it, see something, say something. And I thought it was ridiculous in context with my work because it just seemed ridiculous. But in signs or situations like child abuse or any serious thing. I think it makes perfect sense. See something, say something. There's actually a portion in this book. I don't want to say too much to give it away. So I'm just telling you a brief outline without giving away too much. There's a scene in the book towards the end where there's families that are neighbors to the Peltzers that know that child abuse is occurring in the home and they don't do anything. And the only thing that they do that showed that they cared was towards the end of the book, 
there was some time where Richard was going over to their home and eating meals with them. And at this time in the book, Richard has a best friend who's a little bit older and he's a neighbor and he buys him clothes. He feeds him as well. He treats him like the big brother that I wish both David and Richard would have had their entire lives. And I know that I don't personally have any real connections to these men or to anyone else that has been in these situations. But I just want to say like a huge thank you to the people that were able to get David out of the home that he was in. The people that helped Richard towards the end. People, I guess the person that helped Richard towards the end of this book. Not his life because I've only read one book by Richard Peltzer at this point. But I can say for Dave Peltzler, after reading A Troubled Youth, that I am oh so very thankful for the fact that he was, I don't want to say lucky, but he was blessed with the fact that during one of his foster families, where he did get to stay a little bit longer than he stayed anywhere else, he made friends with the people around him. He got more out of his comfort zone. He found family in his neighborhood and he felt secure in that family. And although he went to a nice foster family after that family, it was the people that he met while he was with the previous family that really impacted his life. And I feel it was in a super positive way, just as an audience. When I was reading it, I became overwhelmed with the feelings of thankfulness. I don't know Dave Peltzer, but I am just so thankful that he was able to have someone in his life that cared when he was at a young age that impacted him. Um, I'm going to, spoiler alert, <laughs> there's a man that David meets when he's a teenager. Uh, he's in his senior year of college or high school, and he's contemplating dropping out. I think he does drop out so he can work at a car dealership. And he's just thinking about money, which makes 100% sense. But then he meets, you know, he knows this man who puts him in his place every time. He's a veteran. And he ends up getting David involved in the military. And then, you know, David gets the structure. He becomes the man that he is today. He speaks in seminars. He writes books that impact the lives of millions of people around the world. And although I haven't read anything else by Richard Peltzer, I'm hoping that he also had someone that was able to do that for him. Huge spoiler alert ahead. I'm going to read you guys one of my favorite pages from this book. Just by hearing this page, it isn't going to ruin the entire story. So I still 100% recommend reading it. But here we go, in Richard's words. Then it hit me as the daybreak filled my bedroom, as the sunlight came into the room and broke the darkness. It hit me. What I was holding on to was that little boy. I had been so desperate for mom to love that little boy that I couldn't let him go until I found a way for mom to love me. At all the time I had spent hanging out and shrinking into that child amazed me. 
I recalled my thoughts about my own life, and I realized that as a child, I could never have stood up to mom and fought back. I'm not that little boy anymore. He's gone now, I said aloud and with confidence. Everything had finally fallen into place. I was about to leave the neighborhood I grew up in and all the people who had been part of my life up until now. I was about to start another journey, only now as a teenager. The thoughts of starting a new life in a new town with new people around me filled me with hope. Once the sunlight reached my face and I felt the warmth of the new day, I knew what I had to do. I looked out the window and took a deep breath. Then I sat back on my bed and quietly said goodbye to the little boy inside. Now, it's in this part of the book where I get my mini sense of closure that I was hoping for with Richard. Given that I don't know what it happens to Richard throughout the rest of his life, except what he mentions in the very beginning of the book or in the introductions and the sides of the cover, this little part of the story gives me hope that with this realization that he's not the little boy that he was when he began getting abused by his mom, that he is finding strength to say enough is enough and get help. Okay, guys, I know this week's episode is a little bit of a downer, but I think it's very important to talk about these sorts of topics. It is very evident that childhood abuse is still something that society is dealing with majorly, and it's our job as people and individuals, adults, guardians, anyone that's close to children, that you make sure that you're doing your part to ensure that this isn't happening to any of the kids you know or any kids you don't know. This is something that needs to be stopped. It's severe and it's happening throughout the world. Okay, guys, that's enough for me for this week. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.